Welcome to the InnovaBuzz podcast, where our job is to help you build visibility, professional credibility, and connection with your ideal client by putting the human at the center of innovative marketing so you can build and strengthen an engaging, enduring relationship with your ideal clients. I'm Jürgen Strauss from InnovaBiz, and I'm honored that you're here with me. If you haven't yet joined our wonderful Flyworld Nation community, go to flyworldnation.com and join in the podcast conversations. Do subscribe to the show and also leave a review because it helps others find us. Let's get into today's masterclass on this InnovaBuzz podcast. Jürgen, Jürgen, before if I can interrupt you real quick, right? For those people that have been listening to Jürgen's show for a while, or this is your first time, here's my request to you. When you finish listening to this, go and find a place to rate and review this podcast. Be honest and share it with someone you care about. The way that podcasting works, it's driven by being shared organically and the algorithmic way of reviews. If the system can tell it's being listened to, it will put it out to more people and organically people can come and find this that aren't connected to your networks. That's my encouragement to you. Jürgen has busted his hump. He's doing it. He's doing it, right? He's putting himself out there and connecting with some incredible people that's my encouragement to you. And the law of reciprocity will figure out a way to reward that action many, many times. Welcome back. I hope you've had an awesome week so far. I'm really excited today to have on the Innova Buzz podcast as my guest, Laban Ditchburn, author of Bet on You. Laban's a speaker, a podcast host, and creator of the Podcasting Heroes Movement. His mission is to be known as the world's most positively influential speaker by being the world's best courage coach. At Flywheel Nation, our sponsor, we have the solution that will take your business to the next level. You're probably already doing great, and with Flywheel Nation, you'll do even better because you won't miss out on any game-changing connections or insights. Our vibrant community at Flywheel Nation offers exclusive resources, exclusive events, and the collective wisdom of some amazing high-impact achievers, ensuring that you experience accelerated growth, breakthrough insights, and powerful connections that will elevate your business. Act now to secure your spot and transform your journey. Join us today at innovabiz.co forward slash flywheel. In today's episode, Laban shares his powerful journey of overcoming addiction, limiting beliefs and destructive behavior to become the best version of himself. Along the way, he discovered the importance of embracing authenticity, taking bold action, and reclaiming power over past experiences. Here are three key points from our inspiring conversation. The importance of taking action and setting aside fear 
to turn ideas into reality. The power of forgiveness and ideas to avoid taking ourselves too seriously and ceding power to our past experiences. Laban also suggests developing a world's best statement, just like he has, to define your true purpose. Without further ado, then let's fly into the hive and get the buzz from Laban Ditchburn. Hi, I'm your host, Jürgen Strauss from InnovaBiz, and I'm really excited today to welcome all the way from Bangalore in India, Laban Ditchburn, who's a speaker, an author, a podcast host, a creator, uh, the creator of the Podcast Heroes Movement, and he's also known as the world's best courage coach. Now, don't be surprised if you don't hear an Indian accent, you'll hear uh, an Australian slash New Zealand, slight New Zealand accent, because that's where he's originally from. So welcome to the Innova Buzz podcast, Laban. It's a great privilege to have you as my guest. Jürgen Strauss, thank you from the bottom of my Indian adopted heart for having me <laughs> on Innova Buzz today. And, and as you were saying those beautiful words, it froze right before you delivered the world's best courage coach. And I was like, the world's best dramatic pause. <laughs> so although the tech in this country is unbelievable, there is moments when if there's power outages, the internet might drop off. So fingers crossed, we'll be good good today. And if it does, my many apologies. That's all right. Um, we, we might just leave this in the recording because I think the um, the technology that we're using actually records locally. So whilst it, sometimes it freezes, as long as we can keep uh, understanding the conversation and keep the conversation flowing, it usually turns out all right. And just for full transparency for our listeners, I can't see that my video is recording because I just have a black screen and this is the second episode this has happened. So I'm relying on <laughs> Laban telling me, yes, you're on video, it's all good. <laughs> and... Um, so I'm just looking at Laban and straight at the camera. Uh, so yes, the joys of technology, but isn't it wonderful that we can speak to one another all across the world and, and you can basically travel the world and enjoy the, the wonderful surroundings of Bangalore and the wonderful culture of India and, and still continue to do the work you do. Yeah, I'll give that a big amen. I know, you know, Jürgen, you and I have spoken offline and you've, you've spent time here and it's you know captured your heart in its own little way and and uh for those you know that are listening that that reside in north america canada neck of the woods um because it's such a long way there's not there's not too many tourists and out of 30 odd countries that i've visited and i've lived in six now it is by far away my favorite place to visit and we've been here two and a half months so i've had a good feel for it and i would just say i highly recommend that you step outside of your comfort zone and find an opportunity to come and be captured by the spirit of this country and mm. the people here. They are the most warm-hearted, kind, inquisitive, accommodating people. And one of the things that I find so fascinating, Jürgen, is that it, being invited into the homes of people here, there's, there's uh, something that I found out that really floored me, which explains the hospitality. And it's that when guests come into the home, it's that they bring God with them, it, you know, with whatever their God is. Hmm. So you are treated as such. And the hospitality is 
second to none. And I've been to some amazing countries with some hospitable people, but this is just another level. Um, that's <laughs> yeah. just my two cents. Yeah. My two yeah. And then, and then if you get taken out to some of their cultural festivals or, or dance performances, that's, that's, um, an amazing experience too. I've had a, a pleasure of that on several occasions. Fantastic. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Highly recommend. Highly recommend. Yeah. And you're still on camera, Jurgen, so you're doing well. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Now, Chris Michelle, who was our guest on episode 521 of the Innova Buzz podcast, introduced us and suggested that we have a conversation. So a big hello there to Chris. Thank you, Chris. Another wonderful yep. introduction, sir. Yes. And um, now, as a speaker and coach and podcast host of the Become Your Own Superhero podcast, your passion is to effect positive change to those that are ready to be helped and are ready to take the first step in doing so. And you've also uh, published a book earlier this year called Bet On You, Become Your Own Superhero, uh, is kind of the subtitle or the sub-theme of that. So I'm really looking forward to exploring that some more with you today. But before we do that, and probably it's a good segue into that, what's the impact you're making in the world, Laban? Well, I, I appreciate you asking me that question, Jürgen. It's a fun one to answer for me and one that took quite a long time for me to figure out. My background, for those that haven't come across me yet, which will be pretty much everyone I would have thought, <laughs> uh, I grew up in New Zealand and I'm half Australian. So if you're confused by my accent, uh, that's why. And spent half my life in respective, both respective countries. And I grew up in New Zealand as a child of divorce. Mum and dad split up when I was three and a half. And nothing more innocuous than that. And, and, you know, for anyone that's gone through divorce. And when I share this, this story with, with the audience, with you guys, I want you to, to listen to it from a, from your perspective about, you hear it about your own life. Because there's lots of examples of stories that an adversity that people have gone through and, and we don't want to take on any victim mindset that that's not what this is about this is from a place of empowerment I can, I can assure you but it's very easy to be numbed out particularly when you're in the space that we're in Jürgen where you can hear lots of stories of adversity and then all of a sudden it's it's easy to compare our own experience and there will always be someone with a shittier experience than what mm. you went through right but for my, my own experience, which I will not diminish at all, was, was being used as a bartering card between the fights between mum and dad. I got a number of siblings as well, which were involved and there was leverage and foster home and stuff. And, and unfortunately, or fortunately, whichever way you choose to look at it, I grew up adopting a system of core values and core beliefs and limiting beliefs and, and dysfunctional thinking that flowed forth in, into my adulthood and was the catalyst for a lot of destructive behavior, namely alcoholism, drug addiction, gambling addiction, philandering, negative self-talk, limiting beliefs, autoimmune disease, gamma phobia, which is a fear of marriage and commitment, and a litany of other things that were destroying my life from the inside. And it was only when I got to 35 and sort of grounded along the floor of rock bottom highway and, and ground to a stop but I was like I'm done and I was at home back in Melbourne I had about three and a half bottles of very appropriately priced Pinot Noir coursing its way through my veins and and smashing into my liver and it was midnight on a Tuesday and I was 
on my laptop gambling on a horse race in Hong Kong, not even watching it on TV, just F5ing, refreshing the page to see whether the bet had come in. You know, real, for anyone who knows anything about gambling, that's real degenerate behavior and money, money that wasn't mine to, to lose, you know. And there was a number in the bottom left-hand corner of the screen, and it was for the gambler's helpline. And without really any thinking at all, just for a nudge from the universe, I, I rung this number, and this woman picked up the phone. And I'll never know her last name, Jürgen, but let's just call it Magdalene, because her first name was Mary, and yeah. she was my guardian angel, whether she liked it or not. And she listened to me without judgment for the first time, and I think it's it's amazing if you can find someone that will listen to you in, in that time of need without trying to solve the problem for you, without trying mm. to chop in and give you advice, but just to be there and just be present. And there's a great quote from a guy, Steve Hardison, who's known as the ultimate coach. He says, the power is in the listener. And, and being a powerful listener helps develop charisma for people that don't know. And we all want to be more charismatic. That woman put me in touch with the Salvation Army, which ran a program for problem gamblers, which was funded by the tax dollars from gambling losses. And for the first time in my betting career, I was actually <laughs> up. Yeah. And and uh, and I, I had a year and a half with this amazing woman, this poor woman who wore everything she took on her face. She she was aged years beyond her her biological age. But she also listened without judgment. And in that first session, Jürgen, she asked me a question about my mother, who I had a very dysfunctional relationship at the time. And I just broke down and opened up. And that started this healing journey of systematically knocking off initially the gambling and then the drugs and then the alcohol and all the other dysfunctional behavior. And I'm very proud to share that in August of 2023, um, recording this in May 2023, um, celebrating seven years without a single drop of alcohol, longer for the mm. other stuff. And, and all without a, a 12 step program and, and, um, not at all diminishing that those are very integral parts that people can utilize to heal from the stuff. But I, out of necessity, was sort of forced to observe and recognize what I had gone through and then started to learn about it and then de-learn a lot of the, dysfunctional stuff and then relearn the functional behavior. And I, when you put enough effort into that to avoid pain because my life was falling off a cliff. And one of the things that Mary, the gambling counselor said, Laban, ga problem gamblers commit suicide at rates far higher than any other addictive behavior. And so little comments like that put the fear of God into me and it started this journey. And to answer your question, the reason that I'm doing what I'm doing now is because when you overcome and are overcoming that kind of experience, for anyone that, that resonates with this, you'll know what I mean. If you haven't yet, then maybe this is the this is the kicker for you. You have an obligation to share hmm. what you've learned with people that want help. And so my mission, Jürgen, is to be known as the world's most positively influential speaker. And you'll notice the key word in there as well, positively, because there's a lot of influential people in the world that aren't so positive. And that's that's my specific alignment. That's what I feel like I've been called by the universe to complete. And I do that by adopting the world's best courage coach, which is a commitment that I've made to myself about how I choose to be and show up in the world 
And every single morning I ask myself the question, how would the world's best courage coach conduct himself? And that sets me up for a tremendous amount of momentum, which has just absolutely blown my life apart in the most magnificent way possible. I want to caveat very quickly before I finish. My life is not without challenges. My life is not without many major mistakes. And my life is not without a challenge from the universe to stay true to what I've been doing. And I'm not perfect. I never will proclaim to be perfect. And neither should anybody else. Wow. There's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> First of all, congratulations on um, that achievement. I mean, we're kind of like six and what is it? Month five out of eight. So nearly, nearly seven years sober. That's um, as, as someone that hasn't had issues with alcoholism or drugs, it's hard to appreciate how difficult that is. But I, from all that I've read and studied, that must be a huge achievement um, and a huge thing to, to overcome. Also, well, I appreciate, you, appreciate you saying that, Jurgen. And, and I, I, you know, God bless you for not having to go through that. Hmm. I got off pretty lightly. And I know many other people who who were dead as a result of their addictions. And it, what it came down to just quickly was a numbing out that I required to deal with the tyranny of, the tether of tyranny rather, that I was experiencing because my life was shitty and it was just getting shittier. And I think that's the key lesson there. If you want your life to become less shitty, maybe you need to not be numbed out and hmm. confront some of these things face on and then you can start dealing with them. Hmm. One of the things that, that struck me in reading or I'll keep saying reading but I actually listened to your book as an audio book um, was even in early days when, when you were starting to fall into a pattern of behaviour that essentially was seeking the attention that perhaps you weren't getting from from your parents um, in in a way that those of us that had loving parents get and feel happy with um, was that you always had this approach of being quite outrageous and not having any fear and chasing after what it was you wanted now <laughs> for a long time up until perhaps 35 most of that was um, like I, I've got a note here saying you're a wild child, but most of that was destructive, as you've put it. Um, mm -hmm. But I think in some ways you've taken the positive side of that, being a little bit outrageous and not having fear and chasing after the dreams that you have. Um, was that a conscious decision? And and how, like how do you see that today? You, you ever hear the, the example that, from people like win the lottery and you know they win a huge one like a few hundred million dollars in the yeah. US and they turn into absolute monsters and they <laughs> and they blow it all and okay. it's just it magnifies who they are my my mother my mum and dad who I love and have forgiven hmm. years back my mother is a red-headed she is one of the most outrageous people you'll ever meet and and I inherited a lot of that personality trait from her so even before I started the drink and the drugs, I was always doing things to put myself to be exposed and then 
that became validation seeking behavior. So I would say that it's kind of like the money analogy, like it, the, it magnified my personality and I was, now I don't do it for validation seeking. I do it because of the, the impact I want to have in the world. And, mm. and it's just part of who I am. Like I love yep. talking to people. I love doing things like this with you, Jürgen. I love an opportunity to, to create impact in the world. And 99% of all the stupid stuff that I used to do was when I was drunk and high. And when you eliminate that component, you do way less stupid stuff. I still do stupid stuff, but a lot of it pays off <laughs> yeah, with yeah. its outrageousness and its brashness. And I think people that, that get it, that understand the blind courage that it takes to cold call these incredible people that have come on the show and, and have been able to joint venture with, once you do it long enough, it's like anything. It's like it becomes no normalized to some mm. extent. You know, there's still a heart racing component. So I don't know if it answers yeah. your question specifically, but I would say it's an innate part of my being and my DNA. Yeah, yeah. Well, what I'm curious about, I suppose, is a lot of people have ideas. And I know I've said this, I've seen something on TV or I've read about something and um, it's here's this wonderful idea, this wonderful product that somebody's come up with and it's hugely successful. And I say, well, I thought of that years ago. But the difference was that I might have thought of it years ago, but I didn't do anything about it. And so there are a lot of people like that, and I fall in that category from time to time, where our negative self-talk or something gets in the way of us saying, I believe in this idea, I'm going to go out and chase this dream. I'm going to take action and just set aside all fear, maybe be a little bit outrageous. Obviously, we've got to do that within like our own personality, otherwise it lacks authenticity. But that, mm -hmm. I guess that's where I'm coming from. How do you, or what's your advice to people to kind of embrace their own personality and set aside some fear and try and and try to take some action on those things that perhaps they've got ideas around, but maybe afraid of what somebody else will think or what whatever it might be. Well, here's three questions that people can ask themselves to help them maybe define their own world's best statement because the, the background and the story of how this came about might be better served for another day, Jürgen, but the impact that it's had in my own life in terms of me connecting with people and being introduced to them and, and then saying, oh, hey, lad, nice to meet you. What do you do? And my response is, is this, is I'm the world's best courage coach. And 99.9% .9 of them go, wow, what does that look like? And I, then I say, well, I teach people how to take bold, massive and courageous action so that they can facilitate their own miraculous outcomes. And I do that by being a speaker, a coach, an author, a podcaster, and insert your things here, particularly entrepreneurs, in this space where we wear so many different hats. If you're listening to this and you're like, how dare he make that kind of declaration? Well, here's one yeah. that you can make. So answer these three questions, right? What am I the best in the world at or world-class at that other people find really challenging? What am I the best in the world at or world-class at that other people find very challenging? It might be crocheting, it might be springboard diving, it might be dancing, it might be motorbike riding, whatever your thing is, right? Second question is, what are people constantly ask me for advice on what do people constantly ask me for advice on and then the third question is 
what is what is the job that you would do if you had all the money in the world and would completely light your soul on fire? And if you and and most people won't be able to answer those straight away. It takes mm. some meditation and some thoughts. There's a plane going by. I don't know if you can hear that. And what if you're a pilot, right? Yeah. <laughs> So take the time to, to really ruminate on those questions and just pay attention to what the universe is saying. And then forge that into this next parameter, Jürgen. So the declaration of making a world's best statement has to fall under a couple of categories to be, to be impactful and to be sincere. And it has to be a non-quantifiable statement. Non-quantifiable, all right? In, until they have a world's best courage coach convention where they name a winner out of Las Vegas, Nevada next year, right? Which that's not planned. That's just made up in my head, right? Until they do that, no one can really take that declaration away from me. So it's non-quantifiable and it's intangible. So you have to, like, if you were to say to me, Laban, I'm the world's best chess player, unless you had won the, and with a, the, the grand champion, the what do they call them? The um, grand master. Grand master. Yeah, yeah. Unless you'd ha- actually won that accolade, you couldn't make that declaration. But if you find something, try and keep it short. Like, and with, with whatever you're doing, and s- some examples have been, you know, we had Les Brown join our mastermind last year, and I said, Les, what's your world's best statement? He said, I'm the world's best transformational speaker. Now, he's about the only person on planet Earth that can do that, right? Because that, that's what he is. Hmm. And think about what it would be because no Olympic gold medalist ever visualized coming third, right? They never visualized that. And I know because I've interviewed one who won two golds hmm. uh, over two separate Olympics. Like, have fun with this. We get one crack at this iteration on Earth, Jürgen, like, and all, Les Brown says, what people think of us is none of our spiritual business. Yeah. If you're worried about what people are going to think of you, it's going to cripple the exponential growth. And why I share this with you is that the impact that that statement of world's best courage coach has had at the people at the top, and I'm talking about the, the people that are the most successful across health, wealth, and relationships, high-integrity people. There's lots of really famous, wealthy people that are, that are idiots. But there's some incredible people out there that come from a place of service. And these are the people that resonate with this declaration the most. Mm. All right. And then once you start playing at that level, you can literally achieve anything. And and that's the lesson here. For those that this resonates with, and, and there'll be a lot of imposter syndrome. And when you first say it out loud, say it to your spouse, they might laugh and scoff in your face. Like and maybe reassess your relationship if that's the response, but but have some fun with it. And when you get it right, it will resonate deeply with you. Practice saying it with with whatever you do, right? Whatever professional, whatever you are. And the example I'll give you was that my wife took the declaration of being the world's best life optimization coach, and that's evolved for her now. So that one's available. But the beauty is we can all. There can be 10 world's best courage coaches because it's a non-quantifiable and intangible statement. Yeah. Yeah, and I guess the the follow-up is the key because that's kind of the the hook that gets people interested and then then they can find out, well, how does that play out? What what exactly is that? And so then when you talk about the, the coaching, the speaking, um, what the other things you mentioned. So depending on what 
resonates with the person you're talking to, they might say, oh, we want you to come and speak or we'd like to get copies of your book for all of our um, executives or whatever it might be. Yeah, like most people comprehend life at a second or third grade level, as I learned, right, which makes a lot of sense with a lot of stuff. And I don't know what age that is in Australia now. It must be like, I think it's eight or nine years of age. Hmm. And and you can you can fact check this stuff, right? It's there or thereabouts. A lot of people are very good in sort of one or two different areas. So what it does is it allows people to have clarity about what you do. Because if you say, oh, I'm an entrepreneur and I'm an author and I run masterminds and I've got this thing, and then it's like, for people outside of that spectrum, it's it's too overwhelming in my mm. own experience. And you're giving, you're being gentle enough for them to go, ah, I get it. And then typically that invites more conversation. Mm. Well, tell me, I, I've often wondered about what being a coach would be like. And then these things can actually lead into business opportunities. They do lead into business opportunities. Yeah. That's not the reason you're doing it, but that's a beautiful byproduct of the very high levels of service that you're offering. Hmm. Well, if somebody asks you, what is it that you do? They generally, they're, they're wanting to find out. And is there a, a conversation here that might lead to business? So, I mean, that's somewhere in the back of their mind. And usually if you say, well, I'm a business owner and I do this, that and the other, and then they zone out. Whereas if you capture their attention up front and then it leads to a meaningful conversation, that's actually where we come from, from the point of view of human marketing. You know, everything starts with a conversation and a meaningful conversation where you get to know one another and you say, okay, this person I don't relate to, so that's fine, part ways, all good. Uh, this person I do relate to, there's a, a, a bit of a momentum building up here for a relationship that may lead to, to business down the track or a joint venture or whatever it might be, or a referral to somebody else who needs my help. And, and I don't need to have watched every single 500 episodes that you've done, Jürgen, there's a 600 now, I forget, um, <laughs> to know that the conversation piece around when you try to serve everyone, you serve no one's come up, right? Hmm. And by making a statement like that, the people that uh, do not resonate with me are immediately polarised away. So you... All of a sudden, you you don't have to spend any time Filter. guessing about, yeah. right? And and that's that's a huge gift. Think of all the time you'd mm. save if you don't bring the wrong people into your life. Mm. And and the people that it does resonate with think it's the greatest thing they've ever heard. And we've we've when I say we, I've personally been involved with I think about seventy five creations of world best statements with people all over the world and it's been a hell of a journey so i would encourage everyone to seriously consider it if it resonates with you if it doesn't then that's mm. cool but the next time you meet someone and they go i'm a lawyer the only obvious next well what's area do you specialize in yeah and no disrespect to lawyers it's boring right it's boring <laughs> for me unless i need a divorce attorney which i don't so i don't know have fun mm. with it is all i'd say yeah excellent all right, well, we've um, kind of circled around this whole idea of um, overcoming doubts and self-talk and, and developing this world's best statement and how you might go around that. Uh, one of the other areas I did want to explore and coming back to 
your journey um, that you talked about early on, um, you're very open, particularly in the book, you're very open about the mistakes you've made and um, very transparent. And you say that this is a way for me to take back power over those mistakes. So talk to us a little bit about that because like even for anyone that hasn't had sort of the trauma that perhaps you've gone through, um, we all have some form of trauma. It might just be I stubbed my toe this morning on the step and then I tripped and spilt my drink. And um, I could feel sorry for myself all day for that, which is essentially giving away my power. Or I could just laugh at myself for being a bit clumsy being a bit of a klutz in and and then just move on, in which case I take back power. So what's what's your kind of strategy for um, not taking ourselves so seriously, not falling into that trap of uh, ceding power to whatever's happened to us, but to actually own our mistakes and take back power? For a long time, Jürgen, I blamed everyone else for my life, especially my mum and dad. And when I came to learn, it was that my mum and dad grew up in unbelievably challenging, dysfunctional homes. My father was a child of a loveless marriage and parents that should have divorced. My mother grew up in a horribly toxic, alcoholic, abusive family. And mum and dad, despite their best efforts, were doing the best they could with the tools they had available mm. to them. And given how I'm turning out, you could argue that they did a hell of a job, right? And when I realized that I had to take ownership of my own experience and I was learning and reading and I've read 550 odd books in the last five years, Jürgen. like I've, none of them are Harry Potter or anything, like they're all <laughs> professional development, apart from a few modern day parables like The Alchemist and the, yeah. the Go-Giver book series, right? Oh, yeah. So you learn a thing or two when you read that much. And, and I learned about the power of, Forgiveness, self-forgiveness, forgiveness for others, and how impactful that is, right? And I interviewed a guy on my show, uh, Dr. Fred Luskin, who founded the Stanford uh, Forgiveness Project, who was responsible for reconnecting people that had been blown up in the IRA in Ireland, and the, the mother of the deceased children forgave the soldier that set the bomb. And, you know, Auschwitz camp, survivors that forgave the commander like it's it's fascinating i figured if if people could do that then i could forgive mum and dad for what they did to me hmm. and when i when i did that Jürgen, i realized that i reclaimed all the ownership and the power of everything the reason that i am so transparent in the book is because like what i said earlier what people think of me is none of my spiritual business I've even laughed about the possibility of me running for government, prime minister or president, whatever, and them trying to dig out all the dirt on me. But it's <laughs> all, yeah. 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 So, read right, the book. And, and, yeah. Right. So re read the book. <laughs> and that is a very liberating place to be. And like I said earlier, I'm still a deeply flawed individual who makes plenty of errors and mistakes but I'm very quick to take ownership of them. There's no blame gaming anymore. And the moment that you reclaim that, you can use that as your new superpower. So I can come on a podcast or a, an interview or a, be in a book and share unabashed 
And the, because of how I show up, and I know this from feedback from people that have heard and listened to me and, and other mentors of mine, is that it makes them go, actually, uh, his, his experience was way worse than what I went through, or even if it was not as bad, it's like, if he can open up about that, then so can I. Hmm. And to, to demonstrate the power of what I'm talking about, my wife and I have um, just celebrated our first wedding anniversary. We've been together five years on August 26th. 2023 which is incidentally the anniversary of me giving up alcohol and we met afterwards which is pretty pretty cool but a year into our relationship if i could share something really personal with you with jürgen and, and the audience my wife who's from russia we've at this point had collectively had 18 consecutive miscarriages right three of those are ectopic pregnancies which for those who don't know, it means that it grows in the fallopian tube and it's very dangerous. One nearly killed her in 2019. But a year into our relationship, she opened up to me about some systemic childhood abuse she experienced from a stepfather, which resulted in two pregnancies when she was 15 and 16 and two illegal abortions, that one of which damaged her uterine wall. And that has been the catalyst for these, for these uh, miscarriages. And, and I don't share this for sympathy. I share this for, for, for knowledge and for inspiration. Because if you meet my wife, you know, and I might be the world's best courage coach, but she is easily the most courageous person I've ever met. And so because she opened up to the, for the first time in her life to me, we we're able to start this healing journey. And in that process, she took the time to forgive her stepfather. Can you believe? She forgave her mother for not protecting. She forgave her biological father for abandoning her. And by doing that, she dropped the hot coal of hatred that we hold on to when you are experiencing and, and it's occupying your brain, thinking about how much hurt and damage you want to do to those people. And it also created an opportunity for us to, to figure out a way to, to get to the root cause of this. Her and I want nothing more than to, to have a family. And so as if the universe allows us to be able to create that, what a comeback story. 18 miscarriages, right? Like mm. it's a record in most hospitals in Australia. And, and I think the world record's like 27 from some poor woman that had an autoimmune disease, but it's an extraordinary number. And so when people who are hearing this that might have had one miscarriage that are in the depths of depression, if you're out there today, know that you're not alone. Know that you can use that experience as your new fuel source. And that is why I'm more than happy and with my wife's permission, because she's got her own podcast, she talks about the stuff all the time, yeah. called Happy on the Inside. Yeah. It, it like I don't need to keep anything in anymore. And some people might say, "Oh, you're oversharing." I don't hear anything from those people anymore, Jurgen, because hmm. they they are only projecting the fact that they've got plenty of stuff in here and in here that they're dealing with. They're not sharing, and there's yeah. no judgment. There's no judgment from my end. But I tell you, the more you talk about it, the easier it gets to talk about and the more healing that both Anna and I have done. And that is the beauty of it. That's the power of, of what you're asking, in my opinion. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's very powerful stuff. Very powerful stuff. All right. Now, we haven't even gotten on to talking about your interest in ultra marathon running and the lessons you've had from that but i think i'm just uh, uh, aware of the time so i think it's a good point now to move on to the buzz our innovation round and it's uh, the same five uh -oh. questions i ask of every guest the snappy short answers that inspire inspiration and 
uh, not that you've already given us a lot to do to uh, actions to inspire us forward, um, but here's some more. <laughs> you ready? Shoot, shoot, stress. Right. What's the number one thing anyone needs to do to be more innovative? Eat more steak. <laughs> yes, I forgot that you're also a, a, a diet fanatic for raw steaks, right? Is it raw or? Uh, not, I, I, most of it's cooked, but I have eaten yeah. a few raw things. And I'm, that might sound like a half-joking response, but I'm serious. The, the catalyst for a lot of my creativity and, and my healing journey has been incorporating a lot more animal-based products into my diet. So um, you can do more digging in the background for that for other people that are interested. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll leave that for, for another time. But yes, there's a whole conversation around diet there. All right. Now, what's the best thing you've done to develop new ideas? Remain open to the fact that I don't know everything and be be a lifelong student, I think. Hmm. And you mentioned that you read over 500 books in the last five years. That's a pretty pretty intense reading regime, so there's a lot to learn there. Lockdown helps. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So... Um, this might I might have just answered that question. What's one of the re favorite resources you use most often? Conversations with with real life people. Hmm. Uh, podcasts are close second, and and books and books and podcasts are close second and third. But yeah. having conversations with people and being open to learning new ideas has been the single greatest thing I've ever done. Hmm. Well, we haven't talked about your podcast, so you've got a podcast where you've interviewed some pretty amazing guests and and i'm guessing that those are conversations that you include in that that list of conversations absolutely Jürgen. absolutely 100 percent. yeah yeah all right now what's the best way to keep a client on track this is just my humble opinion all right make sure you charge enough where that they will show up to the scheduled meetings and that they pay attention to the feedback that they are eliciting from you. And don't be afraid to fire them if they are not compliant based on what you've agreed with them. Yeah. Yes, that, uh, that comes back. That's um, an interesting comment, but it does come back to what we were saying earlier about the people who resonate with our message um, will they're a good fit and people that um, if we're not clear on our message and somebody who's not a good fit resonates with that, that creates a lot of pain on both sides, right? They have to they have to be in enough pain to do something about it to get the best outcomes I'm talking about. And mm. I'm referencing more from a, a, a one-on-one coaching side of things. Mm. And, and the more they pay, the more they pay attention. And don't be afraid to just be honest with them. Uh, if they don't like it, you just you save yourself a lot of pain and heartache and it goes back to the people that want help mm. no one's going to spend a hundred grand a year coaching with you if you if they're not ready yeah. like if they're not ready to do the work and of course coming from a place of service so it's not oh, just, it's not just yeah. giving them nasty feedback for the sake of it no no not at all not at all it's all it's all part of if you're if you're okay if i elaborate a little bit yeah sure the there's an accountability when you enter in a coaching agreement with someone in the way that I choose to operate is that, and I reference Avatar when the animal 
the like the dragon thing connects with the hair. You know, if anyone remembers the movie, they connect and they're kind of energetically connected to this this being and this beast. That's that's what I share with my coaching clients. So you and I will energetically be connected throughout this journey together. And I will be giving you everything that I have in my weaponry to serve you at the highest level. And if you if you're not able to show up and and respect that commitment, and this is this is at the very beginning of the hmm. the enrollment conversation. If they agree to that and then they tend to deviate, then they it, it's on them. So far, I haven't had to do that because of the upfront, honest, real conversation. And if they don't resonate with that kind of experience, then they won't they won't sign on, they won't, won't send you any money. Yeah, mm. yeah. So it's 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 perfect. Mm. Yeah. So being really clear up front and actually not having the mindset of you've got to bring everybody on. So if if you resonate with that, then we're on board and it's probably going to work out for the best. All right. What's the number one thing anyone can do to differentiate themselves? I think you might have answered this already. <laughs> well, it's funny, you know, it's, a, it's an interesting question. Two of the guys that I've had on my show, uh, Shep Hyken and Scott McCain, go and check these guys out. They, they are customer experience experts and they fly all around the world and are paid multiple five figures to speak at, at corporate events. And they talk about, Scott, one of Scott McCain's books is called Distinction. And read that book because I believe that I've organically become very distinctive because I'm trying to level up all the time and which is more than what most people do based on the experience that I've had. I'm talking to everyone on the planet. Hmm. There's a lot of people get stuck in their rut and they're doing their thing. And again, there's zero judgment for that. But to become distinctive, I think operating in alignment with your true gifts and even if you're not religious or spiritual like at least be open-minded to the fact that that whoever created us right wherever we came from all gave us these incredible gifts and we've all been given different gifts because if we're all given the same gift it'd be completely redundant right right there's incredible people that i meet all the time that are even really successful in other areas of their life that haven't leaned into their true purpose when you do that jürgen you'll never work another day again in your life I'm not saying it won't be hard at times, but you, you operate at a place where you, you 10x the amount of actual work that you do versus working in a job. And the example would give, I worked in IT recruitment for 14 years, which I, in hindsight, absolutely despised, even though I was okay and mediocre at times and sometimes flashes of brilliance, but it was completely out of alignment. My life was a slog. Now I, now I'm doing what I love, right? With whatever that is for you and, and, answering those three questions that I gave earlier will help you move towards that, by the way, like then it becomes effortless in many ways. And then you'll be energetically aligned to people that are on the same pathway and they will continue to lift you up as well. So there's my encouragement. Hmm. Excellent. Wonderful answer. All right. Well, thanks for getting us through the buzz and um, thanks for the conversation so far. This has been fantastic and we've touched on a couple of subjects that we haven't even... we haven't even scratched the surface of, let alone dug deeper. So I think there might be a few additional podcast episodes that we could come out of here. Um, but for now... Well, Jürgen, Jürgen, before I can interrupt you real quick, right? For those people that have been listening to Jürgen's show for a while, or this is your first time, here's, here's my request to you. When you finish listening to this, go and find a place to rate 
and review this podcast. Be honest and share it with someone you care about. The way that podcasting works, it's driven by being shared organically and the algorithmic way of reviews. If the system can tell it's being listened to, it will put it out to more people and it, organically people can come and find this that aren't connected to your networks. That's my encouragement to you. Jürgen has busted his hump. He's doing, he's doing it, he's, he's doing it, right? Yeah. And he's putting himself out there and connecting with some incredible people. And that's my encouragement to you. And the, the law of reciprocity will figure out a way to reward that action many, many times over. Yeah, yeah. Well, I like to say that um, sharing it with somebody you care about, you're actually doing them a favour because there's so much value in the conversation. So thanks for that, Laban. I, I appreciate that. And I come back to what you said earlier. I, I don't feel as though I've worked a day in my life since I started the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I just love doing it. All right. Well, um, where can people find out more about you and maybe even reach out and say thanks for what you shared today? Well, Laban Ditchburn is the rarest combination of those two names on planet Earth. So if you can't find me, uh, <laughs> you're not looking hard enough. I do have a, uh, a, a really amazing free video training if you go to podcastingheroes.com. And that, that will give you some insights for those that have shows or are interested about starting a podcast. It'll give you some insights about how to actually create a magnificent show all without having a big audience. And that's at podcastingheroes.com. But otherwise, just punch me into the internet and you'll find me. Yep, excellent. Well, well, we'll link to the Podcasting Heroes site and we'll link to your website as well in the show notes. So thanks Thank you. so much for sharing your insights and wisdom so generously today. Thanks for being so open and transparent and digging into some personal stories as well. I've really enjoyed our conversation. And as I said, there's probably a heap of uh, additional episodes where we could talk about diet, we could talk about mindset, we could talk about podcasting. Um, there were just a few that <laughs> sort of I can recollect now. So all the best for the future and let's stay in touch. Good on you, Jürgen. You're doing a fantastic job, brother. I really appreciate your time and your audience's time today. Thanks, Laban. I hope you enjoyed that raw, inspiring and delightful conversation with Laban and took something away from his episode, most importantly. So as you reflect back on this episode, think about getting really clear about your true purpose if you haven't already done this. As Laban said, answer these three questions. What are you the best in the world at or world class at that other people find really challenging? Second, what do people constantly ask you for advice on? And thirdly, what's the job, if you could call it that, that you would do if you had all the money in the world and all you're looking for is for it to completely light your soul on fire? I'm curious to find out what you come up with here and what purpose statement, and if indeed you come up with the world's greatest statement, as Laban suggests. 
Laban's episode can be found at innovabiz.co forward slash Laban Ditchburn. That is L-A-B-A-N-D-I-T-C-H-B-U-R-N. Or lowercase, or one word, innovabiz.co forward slash Laban Ditchburn. There, you'll find contact information for getting in touch with Laban, as well as links to his website, the Become Your Own Superhero podcast, his social media pages, and the other resources we spoke about in our conversation today. If you've relished this podcast up to right now, and I appreciate you staying for the whole episode, then it's highly likely that someone else you know would relish it too. So be brave and share this episode with that person that just popped into your mind. Remember also to get the unique bookmark token at innovabiz.co forward slash bookmarks. For the cost of just your morning coffee, you can possess a tangible keepsake of this particular show with its very own recording that you get to hold forever. Buying this token means directly supporting Laban as our guest who will receive half of the revenue with the remaining contributing to keeping this show going. It is a wonderful opportunity to show Laban that his episode left an impression on you and for us to keep the lights on. Laban suggested that we have a conversation with Todd Armstrong from C-Rock's podcast agency on a future InnovaBuzz podcast episode. So Todd, keep an eye on your inbox for an invitation from us to the InnovaBuzz podcast, courtesy of Laban Ditchburn. Thanks for listening. We'd love you to leave a review on this episode. It will help us to make the podcast better for you. Simply go to lovethepodcast.com forward slash InnovaBuzz and pick your preferred platform. Remember to visit innovabiz.co forward slash Flywheel and secure your membership to the exclusive Flywheel Nation community where you'll enjoy direct access to our incredible podcast guests, engaging meaningful conversations and participate in connection events designed to elevate your business journey. Don't miss out. Join Flywheel Nation today. Tune in again to the next episodes of the Innova Buzz podcast where we've got yet more fantastic guests lined up. Until next time, I'm Jürgen Strauss from InnovaBiz. Remember, be awesome and keep innovating.